Welcome back, guys, to an all-new episode of Scanless Talk with your boy, DJ Scanless here. For this audio podcast episode, we're going to talk about the UMG fire that probably destroyed as many as 500,000 master reels and songs by legendary artists such as Tom Petty, Tupac Shakur, and many others. Right off the bat, we're going to get into this older article from June where they actually came out and they actually talked about the actual event. And then we're going to go into other different articles of countersuits and lawsuits that are occurring right now. Okay, so as you see here, the title is The Universal Music Group Fire and Lawsuits to Come. This is by Forbes. We owe our artists transparency. We owe them answers. This statement comes from a memo recently released by Universal Music Group, UMG, CEO. The answer he owes stems from a 2008 fire that tore through the storage facility Courthouse Square, which is basically was where Back to the Future was filmed. A mechanical replica of King Kong. It is reported that some 175,000 master tapes were destroyed when the storage facility burned. The New York Times reports the tapes contained approximately 500,000 songs. Needless to say, the fire was devastating to the community and even more so to the musicians and their fans. Now guys, I did not want to put this up on my main channel because I'm not sure how UMG would take this, but I'm actually on the side of UMG here, at least with the Tupac material, and I'm going to give you reasons why I don't think his songs were destroyed. But for other artists, I'm not too sure if they had the same outcome or not. Moving on with this, it says, what are these masters worth? They're artists, and in some cases, their estates are owed as close to an accurate accounting as possible. Artists and their estates wanting answers include Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, Buddy Holly, B.B. King, Joni Mitchell, Iggy Pop, Tom Petty, Sonic Youth, No Doubt, Snoop Dogg, Soundgarden, and The Roots. Questlove of The Roots has already taken to Twitter citing the Times article and stating the fire is the reason that Do You Want More won't get reissued. Records are remastered and reissued all the time, losing out on revenue from these reissues must be worth something, but what? What are the potential lost earnings from these original recordings? Alright, further down it says UMG settled a lawsuit against NBC Universal in 2013 stemming from the 2008 fire. This could be a starting point for lawsuits to come, many of which will reference negligence or failure to take proper care in doing something. Howard King of King Homes, Paterno, and Soriano LLP in Los Angeles seems to have an answer or an idea of the price of that negligence. King is said to have a roster of musicians ready to file suit. Further down says these lawsuits will likely play out in courtrooms over the next coming months. Many are curious to learn the terms of NBC Universal's 2013 settlement with UMG. How much of a say will artists whose masters were lost have if UMG indeed owned all their masters? Will termination provisions that would one day give the masters back to these artists allowing them to reap the full reward of owning their masters be an issue? Now, I don't really know how this fire started. I believe they were working on a ceiling. I don't know if it was something electrical or their AC unit or, or something like that. But I believe that's how it probably most likely started from workers actually working within the facility. And UMG actually kept a secret from all these different artists for almost 10 years, which is kind of crazy because all these artists probably did not even know that their masters were damaged or destroyed. Alright, so in this article by Variety, it says, Universal Music Group says many suing artist masters were not damaged in the 2008 fire. Late Friday, the attorneys represented Soundgarden, Steve Earle, and estates of Tom Petty and Tupac Shakur amended their lawsuit against Universal Music Group over damages to their music archives as a result of the 2008 fire. While most of the amended complaint updated details in the original document, adding information about UMG's alleged lack of transparency regarding the fire, the reversion rights guaranteed to artists and additional claims of negligence, reckless conduct, and misrepresentation of omission for failure to disclose that the tapes were stored in a well-known fire trap. 
Most notable is the fact that the band Hole, which is Courtney Love's band, was dropped as a planet, based upon UMG's representations that none of Hole's masters were destroyed. In response to the amended complaint issued today, UMG claims we have already determined that the original masters for many artists named in the lawsuit were not lost in the fire. There are four artists remaining in the lawsuit while a rep from the company declined comment. Beyond this statement, it seems likely that Tupac's archives may be in possession of his estate given the extensive number of posthumous releases from his archives over the years. Also, Tom Petty's estate is in the state of some confusion owing to a lawsuit between his daughters and his widow, so it seems possible that information regarding his masters might be incomplete. Right there, it does say that Tupac's estate may actually have their own versions of these masters or actually the physical original masters. We aren't too sure what they actually own or have in their possession currently. UMG's statement reads in full, over a month ago without knowing if the 2008 fire on the Embassy Universal law affected their clients, plaintiffs' attorneys rushed to pursue a meritless legal claims. Even though our work is not complete yet, we have already determined the original masters for many artists named in the lawsuit were not lost in the 2008 fire. We will not be distracted from our focus on providing our artists with full transparency even as plaintiffs' attorneys continue to pursue these baseless claims. Okay, so further on... The key information here is what I'm going to read next. Since the extent of the fire's damage was revealed in the New York Times article earlier this year, UMG has acknowledged that the destruction was indeed devastating and the company's previous management did not fully reveal it. Right there's a big red flag. Yet it also said that the Times, which published a long list of artists whose archives were said to be destroyed, was overstating the extent of the damage, saying that it was based on inaccurate or incomplete information. So right there, it actually shows that UMG is at fault there because they kind of just stated that they lied about the whole ordeal and how impactful it was to these artists. The updated complaint was filled in response to UMG's attempt last month to have the lawsuit dismissed. The lawsuit seeks 50% of any settlement proceeds and insurance payments received by UMG for loss of master recordings and 50% of any remaining loss of value not compensated by such settlement proceeds and insurance payments. In a 2009 legal action against NBC over the fire, UMG reportedly valued its losses from the fire at least $150 million. Which is kind of crazy because now they only said that many of these artists, their master reels were not destroyed. So what was the $150 million insurance policy money that they got back? What was that for? The fire which destroyed an estimated 500,000 master recordings by artists ranging from Billie Holiday to Nirvana took place in Los Angeles facility UMG had rented from NBC. UMG did not protect the master recordings that were entrusted to it, the lawsuit reads. And basically it says that it did not take all reasonable steps to make sure that these masters were not damaged, abused, destroyed, wasted, or lost, or stolen. Also further down in this article says, Despite the extent of the damage, a major label attorney told Variety that the artist's attempts to sue UMG over the fire is a steep challenge because contractually most if not all physical master tapes were the property of UMG and not the artist. Alright, moving on we have another article here on Los Angeles Times. Says Universal Music Group, an initial count cites only 22 masters were lost in the fire, contrary to what the earlier reports of 500,000 songs. The further now says, UMG officials have initially identified only 22 original master recordings made by five artists that were destroyed in the 2008 Vault Fire. Over the past several weeks, the memo states our team has been working around the clock fielding requests approximately 275 artists and their representatives. To date, we reviewed 26,663 individual assets covering 30 artists. Of those assets, we believe we identified 424 that could be missing or lost due to the fire. 
with audio assets accounting for 349 of them. Our data suggests that 22 of those could be original masters, which are associated with five artists, it continued. For each of those lost masters, we have located high-quality alternate sources in form of safety copies or duplicate masters. As we complete new work and fill in gaps of work we have already done, these tallies will continue to evolve by the hour. So one of the most recent articles on this is that Soundgarden hits back a Universal Music Group demanding proof that the actual masters were not lost. But right now you still have Tom Petty's estate and the Tupac Shakur estate which is still suing UMG currently. Which is crazy because as a Tupac fan, I think this puts a damper on any type of plans that the estate may have wanted to actually release an album. But I think they can still release Death Row content because Universal Music Group does not own the unreleased Death Row content. But as for the material from 1990 to 1994, it will probably be stuck at a standstill because they're currently in a lawsuit. There's no way UMG will probably even allow a new album to come out with that material if they actually own rights to it. So it's really up in the air of if UMG or Tom Wally and the Tupac Estate owns the unreleased pre-Death Row content. But we know that Universal owns all the albums from 1990 to 1994, as well as the posthumous albums from 1997 to 2007. All right, so going back to this article, it says the company has responded accusing the attorneys in a class action lawsuit of using discovery as a fishing expedition for a new angle and new plaintiffs. Attorneys for the band Soundgarden are demanding UMG hand over key discovery evidence it claims to have in its possession related to the 2008 Universal Studios fire. In addition, they are asking that UMG hand over definitive information that shows which music groups lost their original masters and whether they collected insurance money from the loss from the Vault Blaze, which is what I said earlier is that they said that they only lost like 22 master reels or master copies but yet they won a lawsuit against their insurance company for $150 million. So exactly where does 22 masters worth $155 million or $150 million? I don't think so. That has to be like a complete tally of all the songs that they lost. So either they're lying or they got awarded money that they shouldn't have got awarded. And this is basically the claim that Soundgarden is making. The man's attorneys are demanding to end UMG's discovery games and are asking the court to order UMG to produce information they have already requested. While UMG attorneys previously asserted that the original masters of Hole, Tupac Shakur, Tom Petty, and Steve Earle were not lost in the fire, attorneys for those artists are still demanding that the label produce necessary evidence to back up those claims, which I think is only fair. This is a case that UMG wants to litigate with rhetoric in the media rather than on the merits in a courtroom. UMG is refusing to produce any discovery. The plaintiff's attorneys have entered desperation mode, said UMG spokesperson in a statement. Even after they learned that the masters from four or five of their clients were not lost, and that one client from whom UMG did have masters affected by the fire actually had known about it years ago, and then worked with UMG to successfully reissue a release from alternate high-quality sources, they continue to make ridiculous demands in an effort to recruit more clients to keep their meritless litigation alive. Now it's been established that the fire never affected the availability of their clients' music nor impacted those clients' compensation. Last week, UMG filed their court papers demanding that Soundgarden drop their class action lawsuit against them over the vault fire, citing emails from the group showing that they had been fully aware of the minimum amount lost of their masters since 2015. UMG filed a motion on August 26 demanding that the band immediately dismiss their case against UMG within 24 hours, or they should ask the court to order the band to reimburse their attorney fees and costs for the defending lawsuit. Again, which all could be avoided if proper evidence is shown to these artists that nothing was affected 
and whether or not you have proper alternatives to this media in case they were actually lost. Attorneys for Soundgarden and other bands are asking that UMG then tell them which artist materials were destroyed in the fire and provide evidence to UMG did not monetize those losses through insurance claims. When asked why Soundgarden's attorneys were seeking evidence of what UMG received through their insurance litigation from the fire, Ed McPherson responded, You have asked a multi-million dollar question. There was a huge fire. It burned something. UMG sued NBC Universal and its own insurer recovering what was reported to be over $100 million for irreplaceable masters that were destroyed. UMG has told everyone that nobody lost any masters. Then what in the world did they get the $100 million for? We would like to know because we feel that UMG artists should get 50% of UMG's recovery. Apparently, however, there is something in the redacted court files that UMG doesn't want us to know or see. So here's actually the final article I'm going to go over. It says, what's the actual value in owning the masters? Further down says that UMG's official statement of the fire never affected the availability of the music. So this leads to the actual question, where does the value in these masters actually lie? The New York Times investigation that alerted the wider world to this vault fire explains that lost from a technical point of view, infusing this was some more romantic view that by losing the purest sound recording of something, you were losing shades and shapes of key historical documents. This is undoubtedly true, but even if the original tape of Black Hole Sun burned up like a dying star, that song and its commercial value hasn't changed one bit. Soundgarden are right to challenge the reason for the $100 million insurance payout even if they are coming at it from a different angle. Those master tapes have been grossly overvalued. We're talking strictly commercial here. As technology marches forward, various reissues of catalog music means that what we hear is getting closer and closer to sonic perfection of the original masters. It's a shame that so many key recordings, this sonic progress will be halted forever by loss of these master tapes. But the value in pure financial terms of owning the masters is being able to exploit them. UMG is still able to reissue, repackage the hell out of Soundgarden's masters for decades to come. The other side of the coin is they argue that the studio outtakes, various versions and now famous tunes and unreleased sessions are, if burnt, lost of time. This is true and such an exhaustive mining often provides a deep understanding of an album or a period in that artist's life. So really, what I want you guys to understand here is that UMG, their storage facility containing all these master's reels, burned up. They failed to disclose this with the artist. Then they took out a $100 to $150 million insurance claim. But yet now they're trying to debunk this and say that only 22 master recordings were lost. So it does sound a bit fishy, but from my standpoint, I think they're probably in the right here. And that's because I think they have alternative sources for these albums. For the most part, a big time company probably has several different facilities containing these masters and they probably have copies stored in different locations and digital versions stored on like an encrypted cloud or something like that. And having digital versions actually make it easier for producers and sound engineers to actually manage the material instead of having to go to a vault or a place to receive a physical reel and actually put that on their equipment and then actually have to bake the old reels to actually get that to play and transfer over into a computer. So I think for the most part, many artists such as Tupac and that, they already had their stuff digitized from the early 2000s. And this is apparent to me because many producers working on the Tupac albums, like every other song is a new producer, instead of just sending out a physical reel, they probably send out a copy of it or a digital version or gave them access to a server so that they can locate the files and actually make the remix because there's a lot of albums 
Tupac albums to have more than one version of the same song, but they're all remixes anyway. So you have like two versions of Thug and Me, two versions of Until Then Time, two versions of Player Cars Right, you have another two versions of Pox Life, but most of the time they're made by different people. So for you to have one person work on it and then another person work on it at the same time when you're getting ready to release an album, you probably had to have a different copy or a digital version to send out to each. And in the case of Tupac, like I was saying before, the 1990 to 1994 stuff is with Universal and Interscope. So Interscope probably already had yourself stored in a totally different location than UMG. UMG may have had their own copies as well. And then the Phoenix Shakur and the Tupac Estate probably had their own copies as well. As well as Hasbro, the owners of Death Row, which had their own copies stored at a different location from Wide Awake, from Entertainment One, and before that, a different location with the master reels and DAT copies and all that stored elsewhere of the 1995 to 1996 stuff. So I think there should be copies or DAT versions or at least just the vocals saved somewhere. And this is kind of really weird because there had been reports online that the estate of Tupac Shakur was telling sound engineers to erase the original beats and stuff like that and the original artists and just keep the Tupac stuff. So we aren't really sure of the versions that the estate has and whether they actually kept the original masters with all the original elements on the songs or they kept the remix versions. I assume that anything that UMG lost probably was a remix version, hopefully, and not a unreleased recording. And that's where the value in these songs actually lie. Because someone like Tupac, someone like Tom Petty probably has dozens and dozens of unreleased songs. And you can't predict how much these unreleased songs will make a estate or make another record label if they put them out physically on multiple albums. So say you want to take Tupac's unreleased songs. Say he has like 100 songs. We already know he has over 100. And say I want to remix every one. And I'm going to put them out on 10 albums. And then after that, I'm going to release all the originals and maybe three or four box sets. Right there you have like 15 releases you can make millions and millions and millions of dollars on. Maybe that's not as much as $50 million or $100 million, but over the course of one's lifetime, that's going to continue to bring in royalties for the estate and Tupac's family or whoever will own these master recordings. So do I think it's right that lawsuit is $100 million? Definitely, because these unreleased songs could generate money for decades, if not a couple centuries. But like I said, I think UMG has their ass covered here because I think they have stuff stored in different locations. They have it on digital servers so they can locate high quality alternate versions. The only thing with Tupac, it says that there has been videos, I think, destroyed, but they have high quality alternate versions. The only thing I don't understand about this is, is this the completed video or work prints and unreleased footage? See, when Tupac recorded a video, he would rap out every verse, the whole song, and each set of clothes and each background, kind of like a movie. So when they piece it together, they may use the best parts from, like, say, two of America's Most Wanted. We see footage of Tupac at a dinner table with Snoop Dogg with the pig in front of him. But then we also see the courtroom. And there's also unreleased footage that you find online of Snoop Dogg and Tupac doing the verses in a street with the policeman right behind them with Daz Dillinger and Krupp and a bunch of bitches. But what they would do is they would take in the best parts that they like and they would make basically a mashup and that would be the music video. And this is apparent with mostly any type of music video that anyone puts out. Even California Love where you had different angles, you would pick the best angle that you want. So all that footage 
that was recorded for those other scenes and those other angles should be in the vault somewhere. But if that's destroyed, then the estate or whoever cannot get that footage to actually put out onto like a DVD or use that footage for new music videos for unreleased songs or new renditions like a remix. So again, that kind of derails what these artists can get for that material. But the real problem comes in with the actual artists not owning their masters. And this is a big thing. I think that more artists and more estates should try to gain access of the physical masters by buying out that portion from UMG, Time Warner, and everyone else. But like I said, guys, as a Tupac fan, I kind of worried about this because I don't know if they're going to work with UMG anymore. I don't know if UMG is going to want to work with them if they continue with the lawsuit. But we might never see another Tupac album again from 1990 to 1994, which kind of disappointing because the bulk of the unreleased that are solo songs is from 1990 to 1992. So you have songs like Revenge of the Lunatic, Days of a Criminal, Thought You Knew, Don't Call Me Bitch, No Parts of This, Tears of Clown, What I Won't Do For Love, Hellraiser, Still Don't Give a Fuck. You have all these songs that are three verse solos or two verse solos, and they may never be released, which sucks. Hopefully we can still see a Tupac album because the estate actually owns the unreleased Death Row content and I don't think UMG actually has rights to that. So guys, we'll see how this plays out. I don't think the Tupac estate will get far with this. I think UMG is in the clear here because they have high quality alternative versions. But with these other artists, we'll just have to see how things play out because I don't think they were as lucky having their master reels separated through multiple music companies. Anyways guys, you can check out all my other podcasts at anchor.fm scanless talk podbean radio public spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts at scanless talk as well as watch all my video versions of this on youtube.com slash scanless talk thanks for listening until next time peace out